0: Welcome to the Shutdown cast. I felt like I came a little high there. I don't know, sitting weird or something. I'm going to try it again. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. Oh, that was much better. I'm Spencer Hall. This is the internet's only college football <laughs> podcast. This is the one where, uh, you know, we, we like to talk about things what happened. Not things what will happen. Uh, I am, uh, of course, here in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, just north of me, in Kennesaw, uh, up there, holding it down in uh, the great white north. Which, man, in Atlanta, that can mean a lot of things. Uh, Jason Kirk, say hi, Jason. Hi, uh, it's green. Green, we got
2: trees. Um, Atlanta area known for trees. I'd call it mm-hmm. the green
0: up here in the Migos Belt. Maybe we should ship one of those green trees to our poor treeless friend Ryan Nanny in Brooklyn, New York. Say hello, Ryan. Stanford won.
1: Don't know what you're talking about.
0: Man, <laughs> Stanford didn't just win, man. Oh, that's a that's a David. That's a Stanford classic, right there.
1: We'll get to that. That was yeah,
0: oof, murder scene.
1: Um, are you okay? First of all,
0: I'm good. I'm good. Why? Why do you ask? I had a great weekend.
1: I, all right. Well, let's just rip the bandaid off. Um, okay. Sure. Tough Saturday. Hmm. Spencer, I mean, what was it like watching Florida State, your team, struggle with Samford for pretty much the whole game?
0: You know, I'm just not even going to take to this. It is so
2: offensive to my... <laughs> I think Ryan's goal is running everyone off of the podcast, and then he'll just deliver uh, soliloquies.
0: That in the fiber of my being, I find the notion of being a Florida State fan so offensive, I won't even play along with this joke.
1: <laughs> Do you think that means I'll stop it?
0: No, no. No, I don't. I don't. I know. I know how this train runs. You it's just, breaks you, are... You've exposed a weakness, brother. Yeah. You, you just break... let
2: this guy know you're weak to fire type, so he's going to
0: keep planting that spear. I know. He's this, vulnerable this, to this... horses. This <laughs> is the most offensive Pokemon of all, Noleopteryx Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I. I, I uh...
1: it, it, it is less funny considering, you know, the actual thing we have to start the show
0: by talking about. Ah! You just want to get to that? Let's just let's just yeah face... yeah man. Let's just put our face right in it. Let's just set the edge, unlike some defenses, and just just attack this this head on.
1: So, Kentucky beat Florida, ending the thirty-one year streak.
0: Yep. Yep. Here's
1: and here's what I want to say about this. Um, Jason and Spencer, what do y'all know about the Great Molasses Flood of nineteen
0: nineteen? Where did it was? Was that in Boston?
1: That was in Boston. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know quite. I know enough about it that that it was a ridiculously unsafe sort of set up where there was a giant tub of molasses it uh collapsed the entire thing it swept down the streets actually killing some people
1: 21 people killed 150 injured
0: yeah that's not that's not like a car wreck that's not even like an interstate pileup that's that that's a proper disaster um
1: as you sort of alluded to there were a lot of structural problems with the tank holding all this molasses. It was insufficiently tested. In fact, it leaked so frequently that they just painted the thing brown so that people wouldn't notice when molasses was leaking out of it. Um, the steel they use is only half the thickness it should have been. It's possible that they were trying to uh, get as much molasses uh, churned out as they could before Prohibition kicked in. That got ratified in Congress the next day, so that's fun. Um, And there were some external factors, too. It was unseasonably warm in Boston when this happened. The molasses was fermenting and that caused pressure and all that. And, And I bring this up because if you were one of these almost 200 people killed or injured by this river of molasses in the street, you looked up and you thought, what the fuck is happening? You were truly stunned, right? Like, that's a weird day.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a profoundly weird day.
1: You you you've probably gone some of those people had gone thirty plus years without ever having seen a river of molasses coming at them full bore. So it's easy to look at that and be like, Jeez. Sucks to have that end. But when you look at it from the structural perspective, it's actually a miracle it hadn't happened much earlier. That's all I have to say about the Kentucky-Florida game.
2: Do you know the last time Kentucky beat Florida, what the number one movie was? So let's see. Is this 1988? Steamboat Willie. Well, the last time Kentucky beat Florida, the number one movie was called The Nun. It's (sighs) out in theaters right now.
1: That's really the number one. That's the disappointing thing. That's the number one movie right now?
2: Yeah, um, I've never heard of it. I'm gathering it's a horror movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the number one song is, of course, uh, "In My Feelings" by Drake. The last time Kentucky beat Florida,
0: I'm enjoying this. Yeah. How old were you the last time Kentucky? I'm as old as I am now because <laughs> they did it yesterday.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit. I was a little bit younger. Only a little bit.
2: Slightly younger in the in the in the um, metaphysical sense. It was it was uh, ages ago.
1: Oh, yeah, and in the in the uh if you think about the arc of the timeline of the universe, really that streak barely existed in the first place. Yeah, so but a,
2: but nothing a speck. was lost. Nothing but was a lost. back. On the on the great the great calendar of the universe across which Neil deGrasse Tyson strolls, the the entire streak was was but a blip. No one would have even noticed it.
1: The Kentucky Florida streak was that's it.
2: That's all it was. The Kentucky-Florida streak was barely a toe hair on Neil deGrasse Tosin's majestic
0: feet.
1: Why is he barefoot?
0: Let me take Let me take this really cool paper clip of a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Back in time, over 24 hours ago. Where you're, you getting, couldn't you're getting have done a little anything. Keith Jackson-y. Just so you, right. you couldn't <laughs> have done anything. Oh yeah, this is Keith Jackson's <laughs> right, Cosmos. That's how everyone it's a much better version then. of Cosmos. Yesterday,
2: everyone talked like Keith Jackson.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want, go back and listen to the most the the podcast we put out just before the Kentucky Florida streak <laughs> ended. Man, sounds like an entirely different era of audio technology.
2: Yeah,
0: we all Keith talked like Russell Cos-
2: Crowe last week. It was weird.
0: Keith Jackson's Cosmos would be fantastic. Mm hmm. It'd be so good.
2: Every make every planet sound like it's got just a whole bunch of linebackers just raring to go.
0: Yeah, this quasar <laughs>
2: This
0: is a horse of a quasar. <laughs> it's just describing everything. Look at it. The dust settling here.
1: Yeah. Meteor Meteor coming for the dinosaurs, and he's got it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Here she comes. Here's a big one. See, I like this much better. <laughs> It's fantastic. Oh, um, well, Nelly! I, I would point this out that that David Wonderlick, who unlike me has the patience and grace to actually look through these things, he's at year two on Twitter. I, I believe he's the only college football writer I know of who lives in Naples, Italy, right? Which means that uh, no one understands why he was upset yesterday. Which is probably a blessing, right? You're in Italy.
1: And- I- Italy's Italy's an emotional country, so
2: probably probably just Italians it mad about sports. Can't imagine it.
0: Like, that would be, like, if he's like, oh, yeah, my football team lost. They're like, I don't know. Here, look. You're still in Italy. He's like, oh. Accidenti. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, mancha. <laughs> just... We lost Somebody. to Kentucky. <laughs> Somebody just pinching his cheek and being like, ah, CeCe Jefferson will be back next week. <laughs> or not. Yeah, Or not. <laughs> yeah, so... Here's, we're gonna here, give here's, up a
2: thousand yards to George.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, there's, man! There's, there's They're no way. They're all right. There's no way we're not giving up like at least four hundred. Like, 400 no, meters, it's just yeah. it ain't happening. But yeah, I, you know what? Meters. I don't. I don't have to think about that yet, do I? Not one bit. I have to think about next week. All. That's all. No. Also, Ryan and I are just gonna live tweet. The hunt for Red October during the Georgia game—we've already decided.
1: Yeah, It's going to be it, way it, better. It,
2: it will be a Red October.
0: Mm-hmm. It's fine, it's true.
2: Red games in October. This is a
0: problem. We don't have anything. To, we don't have anything to hurt Jason with, right? It's a Kennesaw State fan. They don't feel pain.
2: I mean, when we lose, it doesn't even matter. We lost to we lost to Georgia State. They're literally not in our subdivision at all. So,
0: yeah. But, but here's 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 the thing. He pointed out, he goes, Oh, yeah, hey, look, our safeties and our our DBs got eaten up. Oh, look, they're all three stars. Like, they're all three stars. That's it. You can't, you can't phone in. Like, we've had the entire McElwain era. (laughs) Just phoning it in, y'all. That's it. Are you wondering, hey, man, how does it stay like, how does it, you know, how Florida Florida recruits itself? Uh, We ran an experiment. It doesn't. It doesn't. (laughs) Tried putting it on autopilot, right? Really did. Really did. Go back and look at how many like five-stars Florida had uh, under Will Muschamp. Not that many, and uh, only on the defensive side of the ball. I think we had like one offensive lineman who might have qualified. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's, it's pretty dim. It's bad. Florida does not recruit itself. No place really recruits itself. In fact, uh, you can actually uh, help that along by making it worse. Are you making it better or are you making it worse? In every situation in life, you're either making it better or you're making it worse, uh, even just sitting there, right? Chances are, by being inert, you might be making it better or making it worse. But it's not a neutral proposition is what I'm saying. And at every single point when he was recruiting, uh, not coaching or doing whatever it was Jim McElwain did, in addition to selling his personal brand of barbecue sauce in the stadium, which is something he definitely did put time and effort into. Um, along with alienating anyone who worked with him, the proposition was the same: we recruited poorly, and when you recruit poorly, guess what you turn into? You you turn into Florida from the 1980s. That's that's what you got. You turn into a team that goes eight and four and is happy about it. Which, if we went eight and four this year, that'd be a small miracle. This is the four win team coming in, right? Uh, it kind of looked like a four win team because. You lost to Kentucky. There. Like, how can can you be mad about that? How can you do anything but go, yeah, that's probably what should have happened? Because you know who's been working their ass off? Kentucky. You know who didn't hire Todd Grantham as their defensive coordinator? Kentucky. Because he's not good at his job.
1: But how could we have
0: known? How could we have known? But for his entire resume. This is
1: why we need Amazon reviews for, for coordinators. So you can go and be like, oh boy, he's, yeah, a lot of one-star ratings on this one. I think we should go with something else.
0: It's not even that he's bad. He just feasts on bad competition. And then when he faces good competition, um, bad things happen. Especially when you lose your you know, corner, your starting corner, your best corner, Marco Wilson for the year. and CeCe Jefferson's not playing. Yeah, some real bad things are going to happen to you. It's also it's
1: also in in a world that is um, brutally unfair and miserable. It's objectively good that Kentucky didn't lose this game. Not not because they deserve to break the streak or whatever, but because <clears throat> they thoroughly outplayed Florida. They did not deserve to see the streak extended by another round of brutal, stupid bullshit. It's 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 somewhat comforting that in terms of universal ethics and justice. Kentucky did not get fucked for the,
0: what feels like the sixth time in a row. Yeah. Also again, under better management there, when you're under better management, you outplay your competition. Guess what happens? You, you win most of the time. And there is uh, a,
1: we can, we can go get, there are two stoops we can get that aren't head coaches. So Yeah. Oh God, that's that rumor is going to happen soon,
0: isn't it? Oh yeah, fuck, that's going to happen.
1: Cool, Jason. What do you want to talk about? Any, literally, any other game? Oh,
2: thank God. Yeah. Um, let's, go <laughs> to, let's go to Clemson, Texas A and M. Let's start at the top. Start with the easy one, huh? Woo! Number number two, Clemson rolling into the hate barn. Where hate barn? The th- th- three good quarterbacks on the field, count them. Come in the state of Texas, you you. You know, most games you got one good quarterback. This game you got three. All right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be shitty right off the bat.
1: I am happy that it has only taken two games, one of consequence, for the national media and Texas A&M fans to be like, totally worth it, good purchase, <laughs> absolutely valid.
2: This I can't like go wrong. During the broadcast, Herb Street is like, you know, this is a completely different culture. You look at these fans screaming, their eyeballs out, and it's like, man, they they're just like that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, they they did, were like. Did that the, Manziel, the Manziel years not happen? Like, did they not? You know, play play Bama to the you know to the whistle.
1: Well, it's like it's it's like we get it. The new year passed, and man, you're on week three of Duolingo. You are going to learn Spanish. Look at you go. You're ah, oh, you've got your two and your stead down. Yeah, this won't be like the other years where you just gave up. No way.
0: Or you just sit at a constant Peggy Hill level of Spanish fluency, right? Like, wasn't this team number four,
2: say, 12 months ago? Mm-hmm. And 24 mm-hmm. and 36 and 48. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I I, don't, I mean, it was a great game. It was a great game. Uh, Kellen Mond played out of his mind that dude like completely fearless which if you're suiting up against Clemson's defensive line you're probably fearless but like some of those throws just you know he did it more than once you know you, you see him do it once and you think oh that's not replicable but then he keeps doing it and you think okay this dude's just really good Um, really might have been Clemson's hardest game until you know the playoff damn that's true
0: Nah, they do play Pitt. Come on, I mean
2: Pitt's saving it all for Notre Dame. We all know it's true. We all know. D- it's I true. mean Notre Dame fans. We're not you, even you, joking. Like Notre Dame. A- listen, Notre Dame. You know you're scared of Pitt. You can just say it. I mean, don't, I would but, be. But
1: hey, don't get caught looking ahead and get pummeled by Vanderbilt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Notre Dame's Notre Dame is a two touchdown favorite against Vandy, which is like blowing out two bad teams. Whereas Notre Dame has um, barely beaten one bad team and barely beaten another bad team what What are
0: you gonna do? We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. but what is your what is your reaction to Vanderbilt beating Notre Dame? Like if that <laughs> happens
2: the The triumph of reason over faith mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The Enlightenment returns.
2: <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson stands astride, South Bend, Indiana
1: wearing chaps and only chaps <laughs> no one knows here,
2: why he's wearing only chaps he's eating Nashville hot chicken he's playing a tiny
0: guitar welcome to earth north america one of its seven continents and here in indiana <laughs> there's a bachelorette party in a spaceship <laughs> they're having a great time Whee. go doors <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right let's sorry we, you're right we're we're leaping too far ahead Spencer, you must have Clemson A and M thoughts.
0: I have a few, and it's this that that, and they're common to I think a number of things that people will think at week two, which is that uh, everyone is bad, uh, mm-hmm. who lost, and everyone who won is absolutely awesome. <coughs> and you know, you would think, you would think that by overextension, right? That overextension would be a familiar concept to A and M fans because they're like, wow, we were in that game. Little came within like a two point conversion of being in that game at the end, which is cool. Like, I'm, I'm really, I was actually genuinely happy for Texas A&M fans. Also, I would, can you be optimistic without being irrationally exuberant? That's where I'm kind of sitting on this because mm, we've seen this before. We've also seen uh, Clemson struggle early in games on the road. That's a, that's a tradition. There have been some very ugly games, even in championship years, even in really, really outstanding Clemson years. The idea is that they go on the road early in these (coughs) games that they schedule, and they put up some pretty ugly numbers, but win, and then later on they get more polished, right? Sort of just jet stream into the postseason. Um, That kind of looked a lot like this, right? Like, that looked a lot like early-season Clemson game, except they actually got into the 20s and they did this. And I think the most hostile environment they've played in in a real long time, that's a serious crowd. And they're on top of you, too. And it's louder than it used to be ever since they expanded it.
1: Now, on the other hand, if you think we're dogging AM too much, no. Arizona football. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> there's several... Well, like, there's, there's several... I don't think Arizona qualifies as one of the old sick men of the sport, right? Like, we have some old sick men at the moment. USC might have joined the ranks because, oh, man. They look look downright impotent against Stanford, right? They look look super bad. Texas, Texas, it was a W against Tulsa. Like, you don't want to lose to, you don't really want to lose to Oklahoma. You definitely don't want to lose to, like, the... Second or third largest city in Oklahoma, in any day, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, we couldn't not the uh, the we couldn't get the license for this video game, Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> right, you don't you don't want to lose to like knock off OKC, right? Right, you don't want to lose to like Art Deco Fayetteville. It's not a good sign, uh, and they didn't. To be fair, but they exactly tried. Impressive. They they
1: put a good effort in.
0: Uh, they did. They did, and um, that's that's in Florida Florida's the other like old sick man of the sport
1: does Arkansas count as an old sick man
0: hmm yeah I see the whole old sick man thing assumes that you were an empire at one point
1: <laughs> or that you were healthy right yeah
0: or that you were ever healthy
1: Arkansas has always been a little gouty I get I get that but they lost to a Colorado state team that has looked thoroughly overmatched in its first two games of the year so far. First two or three, I don't remember how many they played. I know they played Hawaii early. Um, This is what happened on the first play of the fourth quarter. Arkansas had a fourth and one on the 50-yard line, up 10 points. And they punted. After that, Arkansas ran eight plays for 16 yards and did not get to their own 40-yard line the rest of the game.
0: Yeah! Yeah, like, I don't... Like, I think this is, I think that's not too far. The, that, that looked like a team that was figuring out how to do things, right? There's a difference for me between, like, what Arkansas looks like and and, yeah. and actually what what Florida looks like. Because I didn't see, like, a team that was out of control or disorganized. You just saw a team that was like, here, we're trying to do this thing we've been taught to do. And right now, we cannot do it, right? Right. Like, that was like Michigan against Notre Dame. Michigan is Notre Dame. Offensively, it was like, we'd really love to run power. That would be great. You know idea. we can't run power. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is absolutely a good idea, right? It's it's like watching someone order the salad because that's the right thing to do. And then they just can't get the lettuce in their mouth. It's a really weird analogy, but it's it's there. Just picture it in your head.
1: And then there's Nebraska. You um God. They like combined all of their all of their bad failure tendencies into one. This is so all of these things happened when Nebraska had a one-point lead in the fourth quarter. They missed a 44-yard field goal. They went for it on fourth and one at the Colorado 42 and lost a yard. After they stopped Colorado on downs on the ensuing drive, they threw a pick on the first play, and then they got a personal foul when Colorado had third and 24 at midfield. And, of course, the Buffs scored the go-ahead touchdown the very next play. Um, Nebraska looked better. Nebraska still has this like very Mike Riley years tendency to just do the worst thing at the worst time.
0: Yeah. To be fair, um, you know, I would like to give Colorado credit cause that's all I enjoy doing. Not just because, yeah, you
1: know, Col- no, yeah. Colorado is a good team and it's not, it's not a, it's not
0: losing to Illinois.
2: I think it's- we've seen enough from like the uh, transitive web of results to conclude that Colorado's pretty good.
0: Colorado well, is I-
2: the best team.
0: Also, that they are, year in and year out, the leader for the People's Heisman, and that stays steady this year. Because I think they actually are the only team I can think of that has what I would consider two candidates for the People's Heisman. Mm-hmm. Maybe a first for this imaginary award that I have just made up and that I am the only voter for. Is
1: is one of them Ralphie?
0: Um, <laughs> that would... Always? So three... I'm you get this
1: rampaging buffalo at trophy and you let
0: him talk. You put him on the stage. Forgive for he's got things to say about America and about love. You know I do this too, right? Like this is not making anything up. Um no, they have two candidates, Steven Montez, who um man, it's almost blasphemy for him to say this. I might like him as much as I'd like Cepholefau. Long-suffering quarterback who was the first person I can really remember thinking, oh, yeah, that's the people's Heisman. Nobody will give him an award, but he deserves one. Montez had, like, 350 yards passing, including me.
1: You want to live in the middle of nowhere so badly.
0: I know, and I'm never going to do it. (laughs) Never.
1: I just want to be a Colorado quarterback that nobody's ever heard of.
0: I do. I just want to have a gigantic, potentially lethal dog. Talk to to four people a year in person. You know Ralphie's not a dog, right? You know, a pet's role is in the heart.
1: That sounds like the government's taxonomy to me.
0: Exactly. Please. You believe everything
1: the government tells you about what's a dog (laughs) and what's not?
0: I'm not going to call it livestock, because that implies somebody owns Ralphie. Hmm? Hmm? No. Stephen Montez... Fantastic quarterback for them. He gets the throw to um one of the better names in college football, but also one of the better players, LaVisca Chenault. Who is uh, astonishing. In case you wonder what happened in Nebraska, I got it for you in uh I got it for you in one little line. They let LaVisca Chenault touch the ball ten times in the past game. Ten times. Had some rushes too. It wasn't good. He had 177 yards. Just in yes. receiving. Yes. Yeah, no, he's he's a beast one on one absolutely a monster so uh colorado they're uh, you know i'm not saying i know they're they're not gonna win the pac 12 but uh they, they will be might, much more I intert- mean,
1: they'll have a shot at the south
2: yeah
0: the south <laughs> yeah, well, is quite wide uh, open at the moment boy you've you've allowed us to pivot beautifully
2: haven't you? <laughs> there's
1: there's <laughs> there's but there's but one mighty titan standing in their way
2: there is a disruptor in our midst And that was actually how his hire was sold to the public.
0: (laughs) Disrupt!
1: Uber, but for retired NFL coaches.
0: Pac-12 South, everybody's picks already up in flames. Because I know there's one coach in the Pac-12 South where everybody counted out because he was old. Because he was sleepy. Because he was enthusiastic, but incoherent. Because he didn't
1: know what the mascot was.
0: Right, because he hadn't coached in college football in, like, 30 years.
1: Because he tried to throw holy water on the mascot.
0: A guy who
2: famously, Because he descended into Hades for three days and nights to do battle with the mascot.
1: Because he worked for the Jets.
0: Yeah, because as... Head coach Actually, of the that Chiefs. is
1: a, that is a good reason to distrust yeah.
0: him. Yeah, as head coach of the Chiefs, he has a worse winning percentage than Todd Haley.
1: Ooh, wow.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's real. Like I think it's three seventeen to four forty four, baby. Todd, Todd Haley. Todd Haley had a terrible time as the Chiefs coach. Guess what? He's still ahead of this dude, but it doesn't matter because you know what? Sometimes a really loud barking square peg that wakes up at five. In the morning to work out, only sleeps four hours a night, and has exactly one Caesar salad a day. These are all things about Herm Edwards I am not making up there. Sometimes it's breakfast. Offense. Right? It's once a day. That's how it stays thin. Herm Edwards is 2-0 and at Arizona State. They beat they beat a pretty good Michigan State team. <laughs> I think that's generous. Real yeah, quick, I- yeah. You think that's? I don't. I don't don't think we have
2: much evidence that Michigan State is pretty good.
0: Does this look anything uh, unlike Michigan State's standard work?
1: Does it look anything (laughs) unlike Michigan State two years ago?
2: I
0: think we've. I think we have. Have any of Michigan
2: State's good teams actually been good? (laughs)
0: i think we have an existential problem in determining uh what a good or bad michigan are they just random right do they just do the same thing and fall randomly into wins or losses yeah i think they just do the same thing Mm. i do know this their kicker matt coughlin is uh he's a gentleman of the ruddy persuasion he was mentioned on the broadcast because his dad was flying the plane like the team plane because his dad is a his dad's a pilot, first of all. I should have led with that instead of, yeah, his dad was flying the plane, which is really messed up because he's a best buy manager.
1: It's it's Michigan State, so he trusted you. If you had said almost any SEC or Big Twelve school, might
0: <laughs> have Do you really trust the administration at Michigan State? You want to rephrase that? Well. On anything. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, he uh he flew the plane. Coughlin is a uh he is a, a ruddy gentleman. He has red hair. And the temperature at game time in Tempe was 106 degrees on the field. So he's, he's getting degrees. a tan at like 8 o'clock at night. Man, he he looked like he had been finished in a smoker for like 8 to 12 hours. No one on that Michigan State sideline wanted anything to do with that heat. Nothing. Like The
1: sun is their literal devil. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I know it was a thing for SEC fans to be like, y'all Big Ten, you come down here, you can't stand this humidity. I am willing to concede one actual weather advantage in college football. If you go to Tempe, it doesn't matter if you play at 2 in the morning, you're going to feel like the last hot dog on the roller, right? Oh,
1: yeah. You're you're like Spider-Man as he's dissolving. (laughs) I don't
0: feel so good. Mr. Mr. D'Antonio, I don't (laughs) feel so good. Meanwhile, Herm's over there is like, hell's nice. (laughs) <laughs> I'm saved I can walk through these flames without harm I got this clearly Canadian I feel refreshed <laughs> that's a Coke Zero whatever
2: <laughs> yeah I mean I think this was I uh, I don't think it was like a stunning win cause you know Michigan State it seems sort of it's, it's like that standard Michigan State mode where it's like could beat anybody could lose to anybody and guess what Arizona State you're anybody yeah, but like it's I mean, a it's a cool, awesome win. And like, you know, I'm happy we have his personality in our sport and the more games he wins um, as the public snickers and sneers. Great. Yeah. It's fine. I, it's fine for Michigan State
1: because I've decided Mark D'Antonio only wants experience points. Like, it really doesn't matter if he's winning. Just like grinding. Got to get more XP.
2: Is that why he took this trip? Is it like a um a miles thing? Yep. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's that, and it's that, and he's like, yeah, if I get enough hearts, I get an extra life heart so I can go to the next level. I'll learn it's how a to love. It's my, endless, it's my endless side-scroller
2: that I play here at yeah, Michigan think State. Yeah, I Mark D'Antonio's like, what the fuck do you want me to do with a heart?
0: Yeah. I do enjoy, yeah, by the way, Empirical evidence for that Mark D'Antonio did actually have like a minor heart attack during the Little Giants game has affected him not one bit. <laughs> so, is yeah. Van D'Antonio going to be back on the sidelines this season? Oh, yeah, man. It's just as hard. He'll be fine. Not anything he was using. The, yeah. Also, not, little note from that game. Uh, Manny Wilkins. Manny Wilkins is a nice thing to have late in a game, it turns out. Because uh, he can slang it when he needs to. I'm not saying he's the most efficient quarterback. I don't think you get to, like, 16... What was they were they was 1313 13 late. That that doesn't happen if you're just like throwing lights out. But uh, for a dude who can make an ugly game sing, not a bad thing to have late.
2: Yeah, this is a very confusing box score because he threw it 48 times
0: and his team <laughs> scored 16 points. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that is? <laughs> that's yards an NFL that line, no man. In particular. <laughs> yeah, that's NFL football. That's what you get with Herm. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he's going to have lot. a lot of games like this this year where he throws like 50 times and they have 12 points and they win. Because <laughs> grit and heart and
1: volume. I hope volume. they fu- I hope they fucked with all his calendars so that he thinks these are all Sunday games. <laughs> We're on Sunday Night Football, guys! Get up! Get excited! Us versus the Lions in weird alternates.
2: Where's Eric Cronterwood? So, of course, he's got him going to church in the morning, so now they're all Seventh Day Adventist devils.
0: You do what you got to do. We're, again, we're making fun of Herm, but nothing can budge 2 oh, and zero. Oh god, god, they're gonna beat
1: Notre Dame in a bowl game.
0: <laughs> just, just, just
1: accept it for what it is. Just know that it's going to happen. Um, Kansas State looked really. Kansas State looked really not good against Mississippi State. We don't have to talk about oh. that game very much, but uh, Mississippi State ran for almost ten yards to carry. Did not look uh, particularly perturbed.
0: Uh, uh, speaking of speaking of buying a boat, man. I th- yeah. Did they not have 400 yards? <laughs> I yeah, think they yeah. had something like 400 yards past, uh, rushing. I, they, had, they, had, like, they had
1: 384 yards rushing and 538 total.
0: Yeah!
2: K-State did the thing where they almost lose to the FCS team, which they do every year, mm-hmm. and we, we all just assume, oh, they'll bounce back from this. Mm-hmm. But at some point... You're just straight up almost losing to an FCS team. That is your actual demonstrated level of quality. Like, MSU is good. Um, K-State is not. And that's that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I want to I go back, by the way, to uh, if I could just go back to USC just to, to get this since we're, you know, dominating Pac-12 discussion. Sure. The thing that really drives Hem- the numbers and the listeners. clicks and the views, the Pac-12. It's fine. But, we just have to stay
1: as far away from Florida as possible.
0: That's fine. Oh, hey. Life life goals unlocked, son.
1: Welcome, welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast, you. your new Japanese Football League-only podcast. It's,
0: it's weird. They actually just broadcast Madden games played by senior citizens. Yeah, that's it's fine. It's better than watching Florida football. What does a triangle do? Just press the button, Grandpa. Don't make me talk about the Gators. But... USC, in case you wonder, uh, what's wrong with them? Me too. That'd be cool because uh, they're they're kind of palsied right now. They don't really do anything too well. Uh, they don't really seem to have any sort of coordination. It's it's not good. When you go over like teams in week two, you go, ah, they might be in trouble, right? Like I wouldn't even put Florida in this category because. Florida, Florida was never out of trouble. Never, Florida so, was never out of trouble. It's just this is trouble continued, right? It's
1: like seeing somebody in jail. Be like, boy, I don't know how well his life is. No, he's in jail. His life is bad.
0: Yeah, if you wake up on Wednesday, guess where he was in jail? Uh, guess where he was on Tuesday? He was in jail, still in so jail. Did any
2: either of you watch a single second of USC Stanford?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah. In fact, I saw what I believe was the only touchdown of the game live.
2: There were two. You liar! Shit, you didn't watch any of it. Was there? Yeah.
1: What was the other yeah. one?
2: Yeah. Guess who? You're guess a who lying ass both. liar, is what you guess, are.
0: Guess, <laughs> guess who scored both of them? Bryce, I know Stanford. Bryce. Lo- I, I saw Bryce Love. No, again, the
2: first. you're both wrong. Two different people scored the touchdowns. Well, neither
0: of no. you. Neither of you watched this game. You can no, just no, say no. It. Stanford did not score. Stanford did not score a touchdown. They scored, Stanford scored two touchdowns. I'm sorry. USC. I'm trying to say. USC. Oh, what no. Yeah. You're there? right.
1: You're right. You're right. I didn't see the second one. Yeah. Because that was that was the one like right near the end of the first half, I think. Okay. I think once it ended 7-0 first, half, first quarter, I was like, okay, we're good.
2: Yeah, right. That'll do it. We we'll, we we'll check a, in
1: on this again if we need to. We won't.
2: <laughs> we have a high school senior quarterback playing um, punt core.
1: Yeah. I mean Stanford, Stanford. at this point is just an instant pot, right? They're just like, all right, we're gonna stuff you in there. We're gonna set the timer for ninety minutes, and we're just gonna process you, and that's you're just gonna be soft and tender and delicious it's at like the a, end of it.
2: It's just like a, it's like a gentle Bama, like a less noisy Bama.
1: But that's so that's sort of there are two possible takeaways from this game. I think one is that Stanford's defense might just be a fucking nightmare that trashes everything that comes through it. Which would be very good for Stanford and very bad for the Pac-12 as as a whole, or that USC lost a bunch of its leading contributors from last year and they're not going to be able to figure that out soon enough to do anything this season. But that's fine, right?
0: Yeah, sounds uh, about right. That sounds about right. I.e., are they in trouble? Yeah, for this year, I think they're definitely in trouble because youth is youth and inexperience are. Are not going to look. Good oh God!
1: Game. And they gotta play Texas next. Jesus! <laughs> Fuck!
0: Do you want two two fan bases who have absolutely no clue how to evaluate this game, right? Oh because... man
1: the the stupid anxiety idea I had to make two frustrated teams play each other. This is coming real. That's that game. Oh, it God. worked.
0: Oh yeah,
2: yeah. This is this is bad. This is. I mean, 100%. U- USC's fine. USC's fine. You look down the schedule. I mean, yeah, they got to play Herm. That sucks. You're going to lose to Herm, of course. <laughs> but like, what's really scary on here? Maybe you lose at Texas. I maybe mean, I Utah. mean, USC's fine.
1: Waz- Wazoo, we still don't know that much about. Colorado, we just talked about how good that th- they look. You get to at home.
2: I mean, it's not going to be a 10 win year, but
1: Cal might be good. Notre Dame, you know, before they lose to Arizona State in the bowl game. Like, no, not it's gonna not going to be. It's Notre not going to be. T- it's. Right. But they could, like, you go through this schedule, and they could be sort of, like, teetering on that. Eh, they'll probably make a bowl game, but they kind of got to, like, take care of some business here and there. It's not totally out of the question.
0: Yeah, and and, and again, um, how happy or rational are they going to be with this result? Oh, God. That's the other thing. I never know, because USC is apparently governed by 11 people, some of whom are less than rational. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it's gonna go. I would put them in the, the inauspicious start category, not quite in the in trouble. I'm hearing no. Jason's reason and that makes enough sense for me. So I'll put them in the inauspicious start. Sure.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Texas this is um reasonable conclusions,
2: the world's only podcast devoted to reasonable conclusions. Yeah, and this reasonable
0: conclusion is that Texas is Texas is Texas <laughs> is fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> That's reasonable conclusion. The Texas Longhorns. Oh yeah, bullfucked. Yeah, they tried good. to lose to Tulsa,
2: by the way. And yeah, it came trying. about largely because of terrible punting. They, of course, lost the world's greatest punter, Michael Dixon, to the Seattle Seahawks. He had a 69 yarder today. Nice. And uh it dearly cost him. Who else
1: is fucked at this point? Arizona's turbo fucked, right? Who man. <clears throat> yeah. um, oh. hey, hey, Kansas decidedly not fucked. Like, I didn't pay attention to this game at all, so I just saw people on Twitter being like, Kansas won a game, Kansas won a road game, but motherfucker, Kansas won by 24 and never trailed. When Kansas has won games in the past, it's been like, oh, when they banked in a 16-yard field goal accidentally to pull out a win over Texas, (laughs) what an exciting, but they like fucking won, they like capital W won a game against a team that won eight games last year. I recognize that that doesn't necessarily mean the chips are all that good this year, but they like legit Wanting They're not. Congratulations, Kansas. You're not fucked. UNC. I mean, oh my God. You're fucked.
0: So the joke, the joke was <laughs> that we looked at somebody on Reddit said, Hey man, what are the realistic chances of UNC going 0 six? Cause like, I'm, I'm calling that. We'll find out your name. we will shut you up. Cause guess what? You are two You're one third of the way there, yeah. right? We are 33%. To the Fedora prophecy, aka UNC going 0-6 to start the season because last week, East Carolina, and by last week I mean week one, lost to North Carolina and T. That's an HBCU. They don't play FBS football. And and ECU lost to them. And ECU ECU did not just beat North Carolina.
1: They crushed them! They
0: beat,
2: yeah. they
1: beat them
2: by three scores. If you combine the point spreads of those two games, um at the start of the year, UNC would have probably been favored against A and T by about thirty-three points. So there's your transitive loss of the year so far. Yeah. yeah. So is... I the of the of that six step process to getting to 0 and six, the biggest step is done. Yeah. <laughs> the hard mm-hmm. part is over. The next
1: <laughs> no. the, the next biggest step is pit, which Again, Pitt just saving all of their ammunition for the Notre Dame game at this point, and we respect that, and that's why um the Penn State game didn't count.
0: yeah, right mm. excellent no. yeah, that got that that gets my vote for for game uh this week that I was like, "Oh, oh man, that went world star fast, didn't it? That went goodness because it was 14 six at the half 14 six and just with some little like. You know, if there weren't too many cracks in the dam. You just thought, ah, Pitt's not really moving the ball that great. They'll probably get some horseshit block punt or, you know, get lucky on, like, one loose Bust, throw Some down busted the field.
1: coverage nonsense, yeah. yeah. And, and right? you say,
2: and like, keep... oh, it's raining, it's muddy, perfect. Got them right where we want them.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, final,
2: the final was 51-6. Yeah, they they lost the, the final with James Franklin challenging plays in the final minute while up by... <laughs> <laughs> Forty five points. I love that guy.
1: God, I would hate to play Monopoly with him. Can we just no, be you've done? Fin- no, you've no you no, you turn mortgage mortgage fucking Marvin Gardens before I
2: rip your throat out. You're down to ten dollars and he's making you keep going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like Trace McSorley, I know like I-, I saw a couple of weird things on broad on broadcast that were weird. One, you know, Herb Street talking about oh, you could just feel this culture's different. I don't know. Maybe this actually that was actually real uh, in terms of the team, because based on what I've seen from Arizona, <laughs> yeah, that'd be different. Um, you, you guys have to show up to practice. Oh, cool. Cool. That's new. All right. I'll put that on my calendar. Show up
1: to practice. Um, we would be remiss if we did not give <clears throat> so many loving tender kisses to El Asico. Oh my God, oh, Jay- Jay- mm-hmm. Jason watched this game, I believe, in its entirety.
2: Yeah, I watched all of it. It was it was kind of like uh, that that thirteen three, and literally the only highlight that we put in our live blog of the game was a pooch punt. Um, thirteen three, and it was as thirteen three as you can possibly imagine. I watched the entire thing. That might sound awful, but really, it was like. It was almost like some sort of a trance or a coma or something. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to go. It, 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 so I sort of like blacked out for four hours, you know, and came out the other side. Like, did you get oh, a runner's high off Falasico? Was it, Notre Notre was Dame it like barely AM, beat a- Ball
0: a- State? That's weird. Was like, it like it was, ASMR football?
2: Yeah, it was, it was like God,
0: you in just place.
2: waves of punts washing over me. Um, <laughs> Iowa had the superior punting. Uh, Iowa State was very streaky in the punt game. However, Iowa State was superior at field goals. I believe they were one for one. Iowa uh, has a lot to improve there. Um, and there are no other opinions to be had about the game.
1: Iowa went two for two on field goals.
2: They they missed one.
1: No, I'm looking at the box score. Hmm...
0: They disagree. definitely one. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. I'll
2: check my notes and get back to you on this, but distinctly recall. No, I promise they missed. They they missed. Listen, Hawkeyes, uh, back me up on this. Your guy missed one, right? Yeah, you hear him.
0: I have. Um, I do want to. I do want to mention this. Yeah, you research that. I want to mention the best watch of the day in terms of just. Maybe the opposite of El Asico, and I'm not saying more enjoyable because every time I flipped over to Iowa, Iowa State, I was thoroughly entertained in a way that I can't really explain logically. I can't. I was like, man, I fucking love this game. Yeah, Nothing here it is, is. happening. At
2: 103 in the first quarter, Miguel Racino's 38-yard field goal missed. It's not showing up. in the actual ESPN's box score is broken. So, it's in the
0: play-by-play, though. I saw it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. continue. So... The other game that I enjoyed watching, which was a complete surprise uh, out of nowhere, although it did involve two teams who have gotten absolutely loose and tend to do this two or three times a year each, including a team that was involved in what was, for my money, the most entertaining game of 2017. That would be USF-UCF. I am talking about the South Florida Bulls 49-38 barn burner over the uh, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, first of all. About 8,000 degrees on the field with 100% humidity. Classic football weather. Two, Georgia Tech. Let's fight in a gym shower. <laughs> That's, like, get inside this poncho that I am also inside.
1: Is it clean and do you own it? No. <laughs> I'm borrowing it.
0: We're going to fight in the mouth of a giant hound. <laughs> <That's>, it's <laughs> time for South Florida Eastern Promises. Get naked, Charlie Strong.
2: Let's do this.
1: You already are cool.
2: Fun. Iowa Get missed naked. two field goals, by the way.
1: <laughs> Damn! Damn! The box the box score on this is a lie.
2: See, they it's weren't the they weren't media. watching. They weren't. <laughs> watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason, are you the, just...
1: are you the only non-Iowa Iowa State fan who watched this game?
2: I oh am, my god, I am the I am the scribe. I am the witness. You, we caught, we caught. Are you, caught the, are you, the, d- are you the day sleeping. walker now? <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm the only one who stayed awake for this whole game. <laughs> I witnessed it. They killed a man in the third quarter and no one saw it except for me.
1: All the children levitated in their seats for like five minutes. You guys didn't see this.
0: Quagoth the unholy serviced in the third quarter and no one said shit.
2: He had a nice pooch punt, too.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, Quagoth. So, in this game, uh, first of all, guess who's starting for uh, South Florida? Do do you recall? It's Blake Barnett. Blake Barnett. number one recruit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, stunning arm. One of the things that got him noticed coming out of high school. One of the things that got him a scholarship to, of all places, uh, the University of Alabama. Guess what? Uh, Blake Barnett transfer. Because, I don't know. It's like if you're a really good quarterback, why are you going to go to Alabama? Just the thought. I have sometimes, when I'm alone. Kind of an outdated thought these days. Nah, y- you know what? Don't let to it. That's a that's a blip.
1: Listen, all uh, he, he did was he, he was late, but he considered Arizona State.
0: He did what we asked. True. But Blake Barnett, he won this game with his legs because Georgia Tech had, at one point, had USF on the ropes. I mean, this, this game got off to an insane start. Like, their first couple of drives, like, were, went... Interception, field goal, touchdown, 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 touchdown. That's it. Like, bam, bam, bam. Back and forth and back and forth. A kickoff return to start. Georgia Tech went on one of their massive, like, sail drives, uh, you know, and then another <laughs> kickoff return for USF. Um, I feel
2: like you really want to say it like they like the band says it. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no I, I think this, your, is you. your, this is yours. Yeah, you.
1: this is yours. They went on one of their massive...
0: SAIL! No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they they did set sail. And in the second half, like, got back in this game um, just by hammering USF with, you know, three plays. Real good quality Paul Johnson stuff where they... After losing their starter, by the way. Like, lost their starter and somehow got back into this game. Um, Taquan Marshall was out. And he was replaced by Tobias Oliver. Tobias Oliver is a really good... By the way, ESPN's box score is wrong on this again because he passed twice. He passed Mm -hmm. twice. Mm -hmm. Wow.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. We've we've uncovered a vast conspiracy here. I am the only person
0: who actually watched this game. Oh, my God. This is like... This is They Live 3. Boy, Man,
2: it's on us to reconstruct all knowledge is what happened. You want us to Ryan? Write about. Ryan allegedly watched one touchdown in the Stanford game. Okay, yep. so we'll write that down. Stanford has a touchdown. That it
1: right? Yeah, yeah.
0: So anyway, USF Blake Barnett was brilliant down the stretch. He was great. They're going to be super fun to watch again.
1: Also, Georgia Tech is just Georgia Tech is probably the most frustrating team to watch in the fourth quarter, and this goes back like a year now. Do you know how many third downs they forced on USF's go-ahead drive? How many? Zero.
0: Ole! <laughs> just give us the ball back.
1: They're just such. They're so <laughs> frust Like I feel, I, I sincerely feel bad for Georgia Tech fans who have to watch close games because they're they're kind of the anti Clemson at this point. Where Clemson will be like, well, "Well, we're locked in a tough game that we didn't think we'd be here, but you know, we'll do the right things and we'll avoid the mistakes." All of the they are they are the portrait in the attic. They are just oh. Just showing every every stress line, every fucking broken tooth.
0: They're designed to do one thing. They are Bender, insert girder. That's it. That's it. In every situation, they're like, get ball back. Place ball in Hands of Crushing Machine. Bender
1: is a rambling wreck, literally.
0: Yes, <laughs> he is. I am Bender, insert girder. Triple option.
1: I'm a rambling emotional wreck.
0: <laughs> he is. It's it, it like, like some sort of like... Like some sort of Soviet robot that's 50 years old and runs on like leaded gasoline. Georgia Tech has four plays and they can be absolutely lethal and it cannot offer any defense. You could take a baseball bat to this poor rusty thing and all it wants is to get the ball back. That's it. Be back. Be back. Be back. Toss. Triple option. Be back. Toss. Triple option. QB dive. Insert girder. It's amazing to watch. Like, it doesn't change, which is astonishing. Like, an NFL fan has to be amazed watching that because they're just like, this thing doesn't adjust at all. Nope. No, it just keeps plowing forward like a pool skimmer. It just. (laughs) Should we have a pool skimmer
1: try to throw? Oh, God, no. (laughs)
0: <laughs> somebody I, I think it was Rod Gilmore in the broadcast. It might have been Rod Gilmore. Uh, oh yeah, it was, was like, it was
1: it was Rod Anima mean on this.
0: Yeah, one. yeah, it was Rod. Rod was like, "Yeah, man, triple option. It's like Novocaine." I'm like, "Yeah, it's like Novocaine because it doesn't stop bleeding. It just makes you not feel things." This team's going to bleed out watching it happen. Best game I watched all day, by the way.